about the audio on this one guys I actually forgot to plug in the microphone so it's a little choppy but I'm gonna release it anyways but thanks for listening guys I have no idea how I'm gonna intro these things guys but I'll start with my name Caleb gonna start doing a podcast this first one just gonna be about my life I am doing these from a truck I'm recording I'm driving around recording recording them so there might be some weird noises in the background I just want to start a podcast and figure this is an interesting way to do it this first episode gonna be mainly about my life it's gonna tell you guys some things about me might ramble on about some things Currently 20 years old as is with this recording. 20 gonna be 21 in a couple months. Living in northeastern Pennsylvania. Cold as fuck. Real cold. Grew up in a very religious home. Don't really follow that anymore. Not something that I
hard to, it's not what I want to be doing, but it's hard to move on from that when you're already making that much money. And it's not even that much compared to like other jobs. I'm making mid 30,000 a year, but that's also more than guys that have been working at the sawmill for 10, 15 years. So I already, I'm in, advancing my job so fast, but it's not what I want to be doing. It's hard to move on from that. But then there's days that I just absolutely hate being there. It's so frustrating. But it's just that taking that risk and moving on to something that you actually want to do, it's so difficult to do. But I guess that's why not everybody does it, because they can not everybody's just going to move on and try what they want to do. Not even mention trying to figure out what it is you want to do. I don't have a clue what I want to do. All the kids I went to school with, they're going to college for things, and I don't have a clue what I want to do. It doesn't make any sense to me how you even figure out what you want to do. There's all kinds of things I like doing, but making a career out of something, I don't have a clue what to do. One of the hardest, hardest things I'm going through right now is just figuring out what I want to do with my life. I can tell you this, I don't want to be at the sawmill until I retire. Because that's, it's hard work and it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. There's days it's not bad. But it's not something I want to do forever. So being able to move on from something that's secure, you're comfortable. Being able to move on from that and do something that I'm real passionate about, which I haven't even found what I'm passionate about. I just know I don't want to be stuck here forever. Just trying to find what you want to do in life can be so difficult to do. I don't understand. I just don't understand how people find what they want to do with their lives. Or if anybody ever actually finds what they want to do with their life. Like, well, there's a lot of lucky people that just stumble upon what they want to do for a living and they can make a living out of it. And for a while, I thought I wanted to be like a police officer, local or state. That was just something that, like in middle school, we had to look for careers that we might be interested in. And that was really like the first one I came across. And that's what, for years, it's what I just said my answer was go to school for criminal justice, now I'll go be a police officer. I said that for years. Then when it came down to a senior year, never applied to a college, didn't want to go to school. I hated school. School sucked. Then when it came down to it, never, I got a summer job at the sawmill. It's just going to be a summer job. Never applied for any colleges at all. Summer ends. I asked if I can stay full-time. They said yes. Three years later, I'm still there. But it's just so hard to decide what you want to do with your life. Because I really thought I wasn't going to be a police officer, but I realized it's not, it's not for me. Having to risk my life every day not really what I had intended for. It's not something I really wanted to do. I don't want to 
afraid for my life every day I go to work, especially in the conditions nowadays with pretty much there's a lot of hate towards police officers because there are a lot of fuck-ups they make, but then there's a lot of good they do also. It's just that, like, in every job, there's gonna be fuck-ups. There's gonna be people that do great at it. It's trying, it's just, you can't generalize that they're all fuck-ups and you can't be mad at every single one of them. It's like, I, it's just, that's one of the determining factors for me not going to do it. It's how much hate they've been getting lately.
have uh, some permanent nerve damage, so I really can't do that much physical sports because it hurts you. That's what they told me when it first happened. And I did try doing football the year right after that. But it was so much, it hurt so bad, it was so much pain. So then I stopped football. I didn't, couldn't play that anymore. And I was playing baseball. And I, I was pretty good at baseball. I got moved up from Little League to the next league. I can't remember what the name of it is, but the next league up, I got moved up to that early because I, I was really good at baseballs. I was better at baseball than I was football. But I got moved up two years early, went to a team that the coach was a very shitty coach. He started his son, he started his son pitching over everybody else. The son wasn't good at all. Coaches didn't make good decisions at all. So I went from being an all-star to sitting on the bench every game. There was no reason for me to be sitting on the bench. I was a, one of the best players on the team. I made an all-star the past three or four years. I was really good. Then I went and sat on the bench for that whole season. Occasionally I'd get a start here and there, or I'd come off, pinch hit or something. But it just wasn't, I, because I knew I was better than the people he was starting. Because I played third base or left in right field. I was better than those players, especially at third base. So I was super upset with that. It was frustrating. So the next year, I didn't end up signing up for baseball. So then I went from being a very active kid playing football and baseball to not doing any sports. Then that's when I started putting on weight. Because then I got in the video games and I wasn't being as active as before. And then you start putting on the weight, you're not doing as much, you're playing more video games. You're not even realizing how big you're getting until that one time a year at school when they weigh you and you're embarrassed and you hide until you're the last one to go to get weighed. So you're just so embarrassed, but then the rest of the, you say to yourself, I'm going to make a change, but you never do. Especially, I never did. I always say, I'm gonna make a change. I don't wanna be like this anymore. But then, I'd go home, and I'd just eat all kinds of food. I'd eat whatever I want. I'd just make myself whatever I want. I'd eat anything. Keep putting on the weight. But then when you step on the scale, and you're getting close to 300 pounds, you know that hits you, you have to make a change at that point. You can't continue body like that. So I lost 77 pounds so far. A few more pounds I would like to lose and then stay around a healthy weight. But uh, and then also never gone to a commercial gym, especially at the beginning. Scared to death to go to one. So ashamed of what my body looked like, even now, which really a lot of people tell me I look amazing, like I look from what I was, I do, but I'm still ashamed of what my body looks like. It's really, I, I think I gave myself some kind of body dysmorphia.
thing because like from 270 pounds to 190 pounds in my mind I look exactly the same which is really fat which I think it's all in my head because I, I do look a lot I know I look a lot better because I look at pictures and I look so much skinnier like I went from wearing like a almost half and go into four, size 44 pants so now I can wear 34 size to size 34 so that's a big size difference so like there's all these things telling me I'm I'm getting skinnier I'm losing weight but in my mind I'm still fat so I'm still a little ashamed of my body but uh, I started like last summer I started wearing tank tops like muscle shirts never wore them in my life because I was so scared of my arms being fat then starting to work out getting a little skinnier starting to feel better because there's days I do look in the mirror and I feel really good about it I'm really feeling myself I feel happy about what I'm seeing but there's other days I look and I'm just thinking you fat piece of shit what are you doing with yourself you're so fat but I know I'm not as fat as I was before but in my mind, I still, I feel real shitty about myself. But I guess probably a lot of people do feel shitty about themselves. That's just life. You always feel, I think you always feel bad about yourself. At least I have. Occasionally you have those times where you feel really great. You're feeling it, but then you'll start feeling shitty again. I've never gone to a gym. I I started buying some home gym equipment, just basic stuff, and been doing that for the past year. Really gotten into it. I do it five, six times a week now. I work out. Really become the one thing I am passionate about: finding your passion. And I wanted. I imagine starting like a like a fitness Instagram or a YouTube or something, but I was just, I'm so uh, scared of it because I think of what people will think of me. But now that I'm down to 190, I'm not real fat. I'm, I have some fat, I'm fat, I'm a little chubby still. Like right now, especially, I'm scared to start at like an Instagram or a YouTube because and talk about it because I'm not fat anymore like I'm not 270 pounds anymore so who's gonna believe me when I say I lost 77 pounds there I have no besides like old pictures and the my fitness pal app I have no proof of I just feel like people will criticize me and say I didn't do it and I just it was add more pressure, make me feel worse about myself. That's how, I, how I'm looking at it. But then, also, you get on Instagram and you see these people that have gone, they're heavier and they've lost weight, and now they're on there and they seem happier. I feel like doing the, the Instagram or the YouTube about it makes them feel better. But then, I feel like people will give you hate and you can make you worse and the, I'm just scared to go somehow
happens and I start putting the weight back on, like right now if I do that, the only people that are going to say something to me, maybe they might even, they might not, is my friends or family. But if I would start a, like a YouTuber or an Instagram, it's all kinds of people that would start criticizing me. But then I know myself that it's never going to happen. I'm never gonna let it happen, but if it ever would happen, where else I put my back on? Maybe it would be good to have those people to criticize you and keep you motivated to keep the weight off. I don't know. It's just uh it's hard to think about it. It's hard to never know what you wanted. You just never know what you want to do with your life. Like knowing what to what to do with your life. How do how do you go from just having a high school education, going straight to work, and like you see all these people they move some they like move to LA and they start YouTube or they Instagram and then that's their job. Like it doesn't make sense to me how you go from just being a person, just being a normal person, having a job, to being able to take the risk and then just move and try and depend on a social media for your living. I don't understand really besides like ad deals or something how you even make money from it doesn't quite make sense to me there's a lot of people that do it and like if you could just especially those fitness people all they do is they do their fitness thing that's all they do they, and they have some of them are making really good money and all they're doing is just fitness videos or fitness posts that's all they have to do for their job Tell you, oh, you just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. What's well, easy for them to say when they're already they already got ahead of the wave? So now there's so many people out there trying to do it. What is gonna make them someone stumble across you, and then more people keep following you? What's gonna? There's so many people out there trying to do the same thing you're doing. It doesn't. It seems like it's a lot harder to do nowadays. Then they also tell you just be yourself and just do it. If you're just genuine, people will find you and they'll follow you. I don't know, I just haven't. It's like I really want to. I really want to leave the job I'm at and just move on to something else. Or I'm scared to do it. Especially because I'm making decent money. Like money's not a problem for me right now. I have my truck paid off. I have a house. I don't have a problem, like financially. But I don't like the job I'm doing. But it's making my life like I'm not worried financially right now. But I'm not enjoying what I'm doing with my life. I want to be doing something else. Be more enjoyable. Like even. 
not for the rest of my life. But I'd like to experience something. Because I graduated high school, went straight to work in a 40 to 50 hour a week. Again, 40 to 50 hours a week since I graduated. I haven't had a, besides a couple of vacation days here and there, I haven't taken any time off since I graduated. I'd like to just move out west, even just for a few months, and just live and not have to worry about anything. So we're, me and my best friend were talking about that, talking about moving out west for a few months, maybe a year or two, and just living. Just getting a job at like a grocery store, Home Depot or something, and just doing that, because I'd be happier doing something out there where it's nice, warm, beautiful new scenery I haven't seen. So don't get me wrong, I live in a beautiful area. It's at Allegheny National Forest in Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful area. There's all kinds of national forests all around us, trails everywhere. We have a beautiful reservoir you can go boating, fishing on, water skiing. Like it is a really beautiful area, but I've been around it for all my life. And you, once you've been around something for so long, you stop realizing you even have it and you don't take advantage of it anymore. But I'd like to, me and my friend would like to move out west. Probably, I would love to do it by next spring, so spring of 2019. I'd love to have moved at that point. But the one thing, the reason we haven't done it yet, is the money. The, cause what I want to do is save up enough money so when I would move out west, I can take like three, four months where I don't have to have a job, and I can just do whatever I want go on all kinds of hikes, go see all the scenery, go everywhere, go all the tourist attractions. So that'd be ideal, just to be able to not have to work for three, four months. And then at the time end of that, if we want to stay there, we can get jobs, find, and then just keep living there. It's like even having, like even working at like a Home Depot, I feel like I, I like in Colorado, well not really Colorado, but like New Mexico, Nevada, I feel like I'd be happier working at like a Home Depot, just in a new area, trying new things, than I would be currently living in my hometown, doing a job I don't like at all. But it's just a hard thing to do, and then people just tell you just to do it. But it's just, because you get so comfortable doing what you know. That's one of the hardest things for me, like, at my job. Since I've been there, in my department, I started at the bottom, and now I'm, like, two, like two or three jobs from making the highest pay out of anyone there. And I'm... I don't know how much you guys know about it, but out of sawmill, there's lumber graders. They make the most because you look at the lumber and you grade it for the 
quality of it so then like the higher the quality the more they sell for it so your job is to look at it and to assess what they can be sold as like you have like your FAS which is your highest grade boards then your one common two common three commons they all go down three commons like the cheap shitty boards like you just get like little strips of wood out of them so like right now I'm learning how to do that so that was something I showed interest in thought it might have been something I wanted to do but then the more I started doing it it's not Just be stuck. 
some other things. Like right now, I've been working since I graduated. I've been working this all three years. I've never, I've never been on a plane. Never left the country. I all uh, since I've graduated high school, all I've done is worked. But last year at the sawmill, I worked more hours than it, than every employee except for two of the main bosses. So I worked more hours in the last year than every employee and all the bosses except for two of them. And that's also how I've progressed so far in this job. It's like a lot of people that there, they get stuck at the $9-$10 range for all their life. Like there's one guy, he's been there for like 30 some years and he's only making like 10 bucks an hour. I've been there three years, not making 13. And in a couple months, I'm probably gonna, if they keep, if I keep going after it, I'm gonna be making 16, 17 dollars an hour. So I'll be almost making double of where a guy that's been there for 30 years has been making. That just seems crazy to me. And when you really think about that, like how can I move on from that to go follow some fantasy I have about moving on and just doing something I would enjoy, which I, again, I don't know what it is I want to be doing. Because I really don't have anything I, I want to do. My best friend that I was talking about, we were talking about moving to a different state with, he's really into photography and he wants to go after that. And I'm a little into it. But he's like really, really into it. He has all kinds of fancy equipment and stuff. And I was talking with him and we would like move, we'd move and ideally, I was thinking have him go after that, that photography career and try and make a career out of that. I was thinking for myself, what am I, like I can go out with him move out with them, he can chase that career, hopefully, and I'll, but then, am I going to just find another job that I wouldn't like, or would I find something that I'm really passionate about, so right now I don't have anything that I'm passionate about. Besides, besides like lifting weights, which like exercising, lifting weights in the past year, I've been it's like what I'm obsessed with. I I really have a passion for that, but I feel like I couldn't make a living off of that like other people could. But that's probably just in my head. If I started doing it, I probably could make a living off it. But it's just so just frustrating. Frustrating to be comfortable where you're at. It's like I'm comfortable. There's no need for me to move on from what I'm doing. But I don't enjoy it. Okay, like Thursday at work, it was. I had a good day. Nothing bad happened. No bosses were yelling at me or anything. But then, like, I had to work overtime on Friday. Yeah, it was overtime, but it was cold. Born. 
that he makes more money than me an hour. So they would rather have me do it than him, so I don't have to pay him as much. That's, like, overtime, I highly dislike overtime. One of the things that Joe Rogan said, like, work, like, a 30-hour work week or maybe even 20. Like, why don't we do that? Like, I would, that'd be ideally what I would love. It's only work, like, 20, 30 hours a week. Like, work, like, three 10-hour days, and that's all you had to do in the week. That'd be so much better than working four tens in a than like usually on a Friday for overtime I work eight hours. So I'll be working forty-eight hours a week. It's just too much work. There's no reason we need to be working that much. Like the uh, universal income. I would love if we got a universal income. Like twenty-five thousand dollars. We all just got $25,000. That's just, that'll cover your house bill, your phone, food, your heating. That's $25,000 you could use towards that. And then you could just do whatever you want with your life. I feel like everybody would just be so much happier with their life. You could just do what you wanted to do with your life. Because you have all your basics covered. You'll have your food, your house, where you'd have that covered. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Then if you wanted more money, you could work a job. And I would probably get a part-time job just because I have a little bit extra money to do things. But if you just had that basic, universal basic income for everybody, we all made the same. We all got guaranteed like $25,000 and you could find your passion, you could follow it because you'd have more time to just go out and find what you want to do with your life and go after it. Because like that, having those bills over your head makes people not go do what they want to do because it's hard to make hard to make money doing what you want to do most of the time unless you want to be like a doctor or something but then you have to go to school for so long and... but uh, I think if we got the universal basic income it's like $25,000 $30,000 a year everybody, I feel like everybody would be so much happier there's no reason we can't do that said spend billions of dollars on military things. Most of the time, we shouldn't be spending that. We shouldn't be spending a third of that money on the military. Because most of the time, we're the ones creating the problems by going there. Like being in Afghanistan, Iraq for so long, was going bad there, but then us being there, we can't just leave now. We created such a big problem there. How can we just leave them like they are? They're just gonna fall apart if we just leave. And that's what a lot of people say is we should just leave it. Just get out of there and leave. 
But I don't think they realize if we just leave, those countries are gonna fall to pieces. Because we've created such a problem there that we kind of have to, we either have to stay or we need to help them establish themselves as a functioning country. So you can't just go in there and wreck their leadership and then just leave and expect them to be all right. That's kind of like we went in there, we're t taking down the leaders, then we just stick around and make it look like we're doing things when I feel like we're not really trying to help them. We're just trying to stay there for the oil reasons. That, that can be, you can go all places with that conversation. I'll be trying to upload one or two podcasts a week. Definitely gonna do one a week on a Monday. I'm thinking I would like to try and get a second one out and probably put it out on a Thursday or Friday. Probably a Thursday, more like it. But definitely right now I'm doing one. I'm gonna try to do one every Monday. And I, they're probably just gonna be rambling about things. Some of it might be themed. But I would like to have I'd like to have themes for them. But I don't know how long what I might do is Monday I might do just me rambling about things. Just talking about whatever I feel like talking about. And I feel like if I do a second one like maybe the one on Thursday I'd like to do it a theme about something, talk talk about something that I that I like. Like just talk about different topics, maybe some news topics or something, do some current events or something like that. But I don't know. Definitely gonna do the one, do one, just me rambling, and maybe I'll just do one where I ramble for part of it and I try and like on the second half of it or something try throwing in some like current events or news stories or something like that I don't know and then also depending on how this one turns out I don't know if I'm I don't know if I it's like I don't like the sound of my voice so, like, I was doing some test recordings earlier, and just the sound of my voice makes me not want to do a podcast. It's not like my voice. But I feel like everybody doesn't like their voice. It's like I know I hear Rogan talk about he doesn't like to hear his voice. Then, to me, he sounds really good on his podcast. Like, his voice sounds really good, coming through good. I don't know how this audio is going to turn out. Because there is a... I am in a truck driving right now. I've been just driving around. Right now, I'm I can, I'm in the middle. I went, so like I told you, I live in the Allegheny National Forest. There's, we have a reservoir right now. I just drove up by that. I'm not even quite sure exactly where I'm going. I've been just driving. So I have a feeling 
there's probably going to be like road noises and blinker noises in here. So I'm not quite sure how this has turned out. And I might not record all of them from driving around. Because I thought it would be a cool idea. And eventually, if, if the audio is alright, I would like to get cameras and put it on YouTube. Because I feel like if I... Like most podcasts that are successful have audio version and a video version. There's not many podcasts I know of that are only audio. There's probably some, but none of the ones I listen to or watch are only audio. So I guess Radio Lab is probably. I think I don't think they have video. Pretty sure they're audio only. There are podcasts, there are some that I listen because I, I work, as I told you, I work a sawmill, so I can I listen to it. You can either listen to the radio or you can put your earbuds in and listen to whatever you want. So I listen to podcasts every day. So I tend to, so when I start work at 5.30 a.m. and I get done at 4 p.m. So that entire time, I'm listening to podcasts the whole time. That's all I do at work is I, I do my job and I listen to podcasts the entire time. So I've become like in the sense probably the last like the last like uh, January 2017 or December 2016. I started listening to podcasts. And ever since then, all I do is at work for the ten hours I'm there is listen to podcasts. It's just I feel so much. I feel like. I feel better about myself with having listened to podcasts all day than I do when I've listened to music. Because I do it every once in a while I listen to music. I do love music, but I feel like I get more out of my life when I listen to podcasts. My favorite podcast is the Joe Rogan Experience. He's just, he's amazing at podcasting. He gets all kinds of guests on. So much fun to listen to. The comedy ones are funny and they're really exciting. But then you have the ones where they're educational and you learn so much. And he's a big part of me losing losing weight. Is all the, the podcasts with doctors and physicians and scientists talking about things. 
frustrated and podcasts are making you laugh and it makes work go like work day goes so much better when you listen to something like when you listen to people talk you feel like the work day just goes by so much faster like if Joe Joe Rogan puts out like a three three and a half hour podcast and I know I put that thing in and listen to it there goes three three and a half hours of my work day they're just boom they're gone and I was enjoying myself listening to him talk he's just so interesting I just love everything he does he's so inspiring uh, a couple weeks ago I think it was last week or the week before he had a David Goggins on that was a super inspiring podcast like him going David Goggins going from weighing like 300 some pounds I think it was to like running like 200 some miles in a couple days or whatever it was it's so inspiring just to realize that you can change yourself and move on in your life and you can do anything you want to do and when you hear people talking about it you just get so inspired like listening to that podcast I got goosebumps all over my body from just from hearing what he did same with like Cameron Haynes another guy that's on Joe Rogan all the time he is so inspiring because I'm also I live I live in a I live in the country like my nearest neighbor I have one neighbor that lives across the street straight from me besides that there's no neighbors for like a few hundred yards on both ways you can leave my house. It's like I'm a very country, real very country, like a biggest city I've been to, uh, whichever, I don't know if Buffalo or Pittsburgh's bigger, but those are the biggest cities I've been to and uh, I don't even think they're that big really. Especially if you think about Los Angeles. Los Angeles is fucking huge. Like, in my town, there's like 3,000 some people living in in my town. Like, that's like a neighborhood in Los Angeles. Like, that's a block in Los Angeles. That's like the size of how many people are, are in my entire town. It's just crazy to think about. I don't know how you, I don't even understand how you live, how you can live in a city. How can you, how can you live that cramped and there's no nature, just people everywhere, cars, so noisy, polluted. Okay, in my town we have one red light and two blinker, blinker lights. I get, I get frustrated when I get stuck at the red light. The one red light we have in the town, I get mad and pissed off when I get stuck at that. I don't understand how, like, your commute to work can take, like, two hours. How can you do that every day? Like, my commute to work is, like, ten minutes. But the roads are bad, and they're like, yesterday we got a shit ton of snow in the morning. So the roads are bad, they weren't plowed yet. It took me, like, 15 minutes to get there because I had to drive slower. That's just because of the road conditions. It's, it, the thing.
think about that one red light we have in the town in the middle of the night it turns into a blinker light because there's hardly any traffic so I think it starts at like midnight or one it's like midnight to like I think five like 5 30 or 6 a.m that red light is a blinker light so then fill those few hours every night you don't even have a red light in town driving thing I've, I've never been in like a big town, like a city, like a big city at, at night. But I have a feeling those lights don't turn to blinker lights like we do in this little town. But City Life, that song, I don't think I could ever do. Because I enjoy, like I walk out my, walk out my front door. There's just trees everywhere. There's my house, my neighbor across the street, and there's just trees for hundreds of yards before there's any other house. Like one direction you have to go like a mile and a half before there's a house. The other direction, it's like a half mile before there's another house. Like there's nature everywhere. Like a, every night in my front yard I put out some corn for the deer. I have like six, seven deer that come out in my yard, front yard every night. You would never, the people from big cities, they see like a, a raccoon and they freak out. Like I see wildlife every day, all kinds of exotic wildlife compared to what they see. Like I see deer like every night in my front yard. Like a, in the spring, in the fall, especially in the spring, we have a problem with black bears. Last year we had a black bear that she had, I think there was two or three cubs. She got them in a tree like right beside my house. Like literally, I think the tree's like 15, 20 feet away from the house. She had her cubs right in that tree. And she just went, she left them there. And she went off the back, in the backyard a ways. She went in the backwoods a little bit. And she's just back there like rummaging around. But she got these two cubs stuck up in the tree right by our house. And they were just crying for her, and she's just back there sitting. And at that, at that point, because I tied the, I have, a, I have one dog, she named, her name's Molly, I tied her out in the morning. At her house, I tied her out. And then I go out to get her, and I'm hearing these weird noises in the tree. I look up in the tree, there's these, I think there are three cubs in the tree. I was like, oh fuck. That means there's a mama bear. So when there's cubs, there's a mama bear. And you don't want to get in between a mama bear and her cubs. So I was looking around, back in the woods, I see there's the mama bear. So there's me, the cubs, my dog at her house, at her dog house, and then the mama bear. And the mama bear was a a little aggressive because I want the because I wanted to get the dog out of the way because I want the because a couple weeks before that there was a mama black bear that killed a dog because she was she had her cubs and then the dog I guess the dog was being a little dog was barking at him I guess the bear felt that the dog was a threat to the cubs so she ended up killing the dog so that just happened like a week before this so I was like, I need to get out there and get my dog away from the bear. But as soon as I started trying to walk towards the dog, the bear started charging me a little bit. And then she backed off. So I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to get 
the dog so the mama bear can come up and get her cubs out of the tree. So I ended up getting in my truck and pulling my truck through the yard towards my dog in her house. So I got there, I shimmied out the passenger side door, jumped out, unhooked the dog, got her in the truck, ran around, jumped to the driver's side, ended up pulling out dog with the dog in the house and I ended up that mama bear sat back there must have been like two three hours she just sat back there never came up to get the cubs at all the cubs were just up there crying but eventually she came up and got the cubs and left that was pretty scary because when I was first pulling the truck back she charged the truck a little bit never seen a bear charge a truck. Usually black bears, they're a little skittish of people. They're not like grizzly bears, brown bears where they're looking to eat you. Black bears are very skittish of humans. It's like before you go hunting, you would see a black bear, they just go running from you. Because they're scared of you there. So you're a threat to them on like the black to like grizzly bears or food. But the black bears were a threat. Unless there's cubs, then it can be it can be a situation. But I figured pulling that truck back that she would be she'd get scared and like make me run in the woods over you. No, she got she's mad and she charged the truck a little bit. I was surprised by that. But she came back. Outside, I have the dog food in like a garbage can. Just dump the bag of garbage can in there, make it easier. She ended up picking that thing and walking through my screen door. She walked right through the screen door. Like, because I left the garage door open because it broke. So she ended up picking the garbage can up, walking on her two feet through the screen door. I was, I was like, I've never, I've seen, they, before the black bears would come and they'd get in the garbage or something, but I never had them pick up the garbage can full of dog food and walk through the screen door. She didn't care the door was there at all, she just walked right through the screen door. That's crazy. That's one thing, I guess I wouldn't miss if I moved to a big city is having to worry about bears.
not as it's not as difficult. Uh... -huh. 
times, never got one, never got a black bear. But uh, I've hunted squirrels, never shot a squirrel. I've hunted turkeys once or twice. Turkey hunting, I'm not that big into. I know if you get, once you get into it, it's a really fun. So I didn't enjoy it, but I haven't done it for years. I did it probably when I was like 15 or 16. It wasn't that fun to me. But I only did it once. It was a back back then. I was at that point. I wasn't doing anything really much athletic with my life. So when I went turkey hunting, when turkey hunting is a lot of walking, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't enjoy it. I think that's why I say I don't like it. But right now, I think if I got, if I started doing it, I'd probably enjoy it because I, I'm at a better fitness level, so I would be able to walk that much.
have no listeners because I haven't put any out. So like if I'll put my like my Twitter in the description, I guess. Just put my Twitter in the description, and if you have any suggestions for segments or things I should talk about, you go ahead and put a tweet me or DM me or whatever with ideas. If I end up having any listeners, because like right now, zero listeners, which kind of feels weird, because I guess technically I'm just talking to myself. I guess we all talk to ourselves.
a small town or so I'm sure growing up in bigger cities too, but we have like a probably since middle school we've been they've been having like popular kids would have throw parties and be alcohol and stuff and I never went to them because I grew up in a very religious home and especially when I was younger I was I was very religious and into it and thought it was the right correct thing to follow so I I was always scared to go to those because of what my mom and my family would think about it especially if because like they would always go out like in the woods they go to someone's house drink and party and I always thought what if the cops come and they bust you guys it's like I do not want my mom to find out that I was like out partying and drinking and stuff it's like I just devastate her because she raised me to not do that but a uh, Smoking marijuana is something that I wish was legal in Pennsylvania. I wish it was legal countrywide for recreational use. Because uh, I feel like that could improve, like help with the opioid crisis. And uh, help with pain relief. And if you just, if you made it legal, not have like there would be so many people that weren't getting arrested there'd be more people willing to use it I've only smoked weed by six or seven times in my life because it's illegal and I 
tax break, uh, I feel like people haven't actually run into it, because a lot of people I work with are like, we got this tax break, we're getting this extra percent right now. Yeah, you get, right now we're getting that extra percent, but we're only getting that extra percent for a couple years, and then the taxes are gonna raise. I don't feel like people are actually, have looked fully into it. So like at the moment, tax break but in like over the entirety of the tax thing whatever I don't even know what you call it our taxes are actually we're gonna pay more at the end of it than we are when then we were so a couple years we have a tax break but then it's gonna go up I guess I don't know but then you have these you have people that excite they're like they're so focused on their side whether it be left or right I feel like the majority of America is in the middle. There's some Democrat things we agree on, and there's some Republican things. It's like if you are a logical thinking person, there's no reason you should be completely on the left or completely on the right. Because if you are logical and you're thinking that, there are definitely things from both sides that make sense to do. There's no reason why there's no reason why you should be a super leftist or a hardcore rightist. Like it doesn't make sense to doesn't make sense to me why we every year we end up every election we end up voting is it left against right. Why can't there be an independent or someone that's in the middle? Because I'm in the middle, there's, I probably, just because of where I grew up, I probably lean a little bit more right than I do left, but there are, like the last election, I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary, because, like, like people are saying, pick, picking from the lesser of two evils, they're both fucking evil, how can you pick between them, unless you're just solely based on left or right? That's the only way you can vote between them two. Because if you really want change, it wasn't Trump or Hillary to pick. If you want something crazy, it should have been Bernie Sanders. I don't agree with everything he says, but it's definitely a lot different from what we've been doing. It's completely crazy. Like, compared to the history of America, like, that would be... That's what I thought. I thought, like, I didn't agree with everything you said, but I definitely thought we should have at least had Bernie Sanders running for the Democratic Party. Because it's just something different. Why not try it? We ended up trying. We ended up with Trump. Which, a lot of people are saying he's not going to make the four years, but he's definitely going to make the four years. He's going to run again for the for the next term. Hopefully he won't get that, but depending on who the left ends up picking. If we end up picking like Oprah or something, then don't be surprised if Trump end up winning again. Because I feel like a lot of Democrats, they forget about the middle of the country. The middle of the country 
as we found out, this can sway the vote. Like, you can't forget that there's a big part of the country that doesn't think how the east and the west coast think.
knob stocks or any modifications to make your semi-automatic fire faster should be allowed. Absolutely not for any of that. I'm alright with handguns, shotguns, rifles, semi-autos. Never should a civilian own a fully automatic weapon or any attachment that can make a semi-automatic weapon fire faster. I feel there should be a more more in-depth background check, definitely some tests, and a lot of training and evaluations that go into it before, especially a semi-automatic weapon, before people can buy it and purchase a semi-automatic weapon, like an AR, or any other kind of semi-automatic weapon. But uh, I feel like they, on ARs, it should definitely be a little bit harder, a little more paperwork and process you need to go through to make sure it's okay for you to have one. But then like pistols don't need to be as strict. Yeah, you can still kill people with pistols, but if someone, it seems in our past, through all the school shootings and just shootings in general, that if someone's going to do it, they're going to try and use a semi-automatic weapon. Or a fully automatic weapon like that guy in Las Vegas. Which is why I believe no one should ever have a fully automatic weapon. Because you can do so much damage with a semi-automatic weapon. Even if they go through all this paperwork. And uh, all the paperwork and everything to get a fully automatic weapon should never happen. They should never be legal. All for having people own... Regular rifles, pistols, shotguns, semi-automatic weapons, I'm okay with that. Just more more paperwork, more evaluations, definitely some tests and safety courses are needed. And uh, a lot of a lot of people on the right are scared they're gonna take away their guns, which it's just it's not even physically possible. I guess eventually they could have it so you can't purchase any more weapons, but the weapons that are like in the public are like grandfathered in, like I said, that could happen. That's more seeable to happen in the future than to actually have the government come to everybody's house and take away their guns. Like in my house, in my house I have, I have two rifles and a pistol. Two hunting rifles and then a pistol. I don't have my pistol permit yet. Because I'm 21. Because I'm not 21. I'm 20. Yeah, it's been 21 to get it. And I feel like it's okay for you to carry a pistol. There's nothing wrong with it. As long as you have your pistol permit, the concealed weapons carry permit, you should be. You're fine with it. It's just you just have to have those background checks and evaluations and safety courses. And they should definitely maybe every six months or a year come in take a test take another evaluation make sure you're safe to handle whatever weapon it is you have that's just what we'll be talking about next episode i feel maybe some couple other things but i feel like this was a good first episode thanks for listening guys and we'll see you or 